Would you look at that? Look what I got on right now. Elite Sports branded apparel. Is it because I work for this podcast? Is it because I created this podcast? Yes, to all of those questions and more. Uh, it's also because this sweater saved my life in Dallas because I was so cold. That thank God I brought this in my jacket, uh, in my bag. Uh, super warm, super comfy. Uh, most of all, it's just squaring around. So you can support the show today. Go to EliteSports.com. Shop their full list of athletes, too. It's not just us on there. Use code SQUARE at checkout. EliteSports.com. Use code SQUARE. The college football playoffs have ended. And if you are not a Michigan Wolverine, you're probably not very excited with how your team ended up, uh, especially if you're a Husky fan. I'm so sorry for you guys' loss. But you can still shop the greater lineup at Homefield. Homefield's got all the products you need. Uh, they got teams all across the country, not Texas State. But we're hoping to change that soon. So shop homefield.com. Use uh, Square at checkout. I like when this podcast sort of follows my life. Here's what's going on in the background, the broader background of all this, right? We set up uh, this interview this past weekend. Uh, you know, shout out my guy, Philip, the SID for baseball. And I was like, hey, can we talk to Dalen Pena? You know, he's from Corpus Christi. I've sort of followed his career too. You know, a lot of the people in Corpus that were there when I was over there followed his career leading up to Texas State. Every time what high school did you go to? You went to Veterans Memorial, Corpus Christi. Yeah. Thought I would get you on that one. Nope. I looked at his bio before this interview in your face. <laughs> but I was at a, a huge <clears throat> wedding for one of our anchors, Leslie Adamy, in Corpus Christi. Uh, but she came up here in Spring Branch. So it felt like Corpus Christi was in San Antonio for two weekends or two two nights only. It was amazing. Uh, and so it was really cool that now we're talking to somebody else from Corpus Christi on this podcast. I thought that was like a microcosm of the world coming together for me. Uh, I also just manipulated the situation, you know, and literally said, and, and I watched a uh, Selena documentary this weekend. So Corpus Christi. All Yo, there yeah. you go. Yolanda Saldivar gets out of jail. Uh, 2025. Like, no, she's doing an oxygen interview, so I she might oh, already be yeah, out. Yeah, right? I saw that. That was yeah. crazy. My family gathered the evidence, showed different versions of what was going on. This is not a simple case of murder. During the trial, I started hearing Selena's got a secret. Yolanda, it's me, Selena. Can you give me a call? I was scared. I was frightened. I didn't know. I'm locked in, brother. Really? Yeah, you are locked in. Well, you know why. Let's do one A, gotta love Selena. One B, Tinder. You know, you start a conversation with a Latina, and all of a sudden, I can talk to Selena. I can be, I can't believe they let uh, Yolanda yeah, yeah, on Fox yeah. and Oxygen. They're gonna give me back. I'm in with the family now. It's you know, chestnut checkers, Jacob. Chestnut checkers. I am always working. You know, it's crazy. I've seen Selena like uh, reincarnate. Reincarnated in Corpus Christi. No, live and in person. <laughs> I was at this bar in Corpus Christi. And for the first six months that I moved there, I was completely stone cold sober because I think I was depressed and I didn't know what I was doing at the time. Uh, but I was like, I need to feel all these emotions completely, you know, with no filter attached to them. So I would go to bars and stuff with my friends, but I would not be drinking. I would be the DD. Mm -hmm. and very reminiscent of andrew you know, of course around 1 2 a.m they start letting the selena quintanilla fly right so uh you know, I, all i heard was late night when i dream of you ding ding 
And I was like, oh, snap. And then they just filled the whole club with smoke. I turned around. The real live Selena was there. Could she have just been an apparition? Yes. Could she have just been somebody else? Perhaps. But in my heart of hearts and in my friend's heart of hearts, we were there at a Selena Quintanilla concert. So let me tell you, how disappointed are you now that your relationship didn't work out and you missed a chance to shoot your shot with Selena? A chance. Chance. I don't know. I was a little farther away from the stage. So <laughs> who knows if that was or was not. I will tell you, though, the first time I went to go visit Corpus Christi, the very first spot I went to was Selena's grave. You know, got to pay my respects to the queen of Tejano music. That also, this is also another triangle point for this podcast, right? The three cities that lose their mind for Selena the most. Corpus Christi, obviously. San Antonio, the, the, the place for Tejano music in Texas. And Lake Jackson slash Brazoria, where Tristan, my one of our other no, friends. I thought you were going to say McAllen. That's where Selena's from. Fun fact for you. I could talk about Selena all day. I've actually speak spoken to her father on the phone. Oh. Let me ask you this. If yeah. you were going to date a celebrity impersonator. Oh, God. Would Selena be the best one to date? Because yeah. I, I'm thinking, let's go off top of our head. J-Lo. J-Lo impersonator. Could you date a J-Lo impersonator? She works on, like, the Strip. She works on, like, downtown San Antonio. People Hell are taking no. pictures. Couldn't do it. Selena. I like the J-Lo music. Could you date a Selena impersonator? I love the Selena music. So, yeah, probably. Could you date a Whitney Houston impersonator? Uh, Yes. Could you date a Tina Turner impersonator? Absolutely. Could you date an Elvis Presley female impersonator? No. Come on. So she's dressing like Elvis Presley. You're drawing the line. Okay, so where is it between the line between being an impersonator and being a cosplayer? Like, what's that? So I think a cosplayer is somebody that doesn't exist. And an impersonator is somebody that does. So, like, I'm impersonating Elvis. That person existed. I'm dressing up like Han Solo. That's cosplay. I think that's where the line is. Okay. Yeah. But you know so, what I'm saying? Like, it could be a person who is, like, a TikTok famous or something that does, like, those get ready with me videos. But when she covers her ca the, the camera, then next thing you know, she's Elvis Presley. I might have a problem with that, you know? Because it, it could go from, like, uh, I don't know, like sexy Naruto, like what to like a honka honka burn in love. Like that's bad. I don't know. That might be a bad look. That's fair. What sort of uh, mental health issues are we dealing with here? You know, let's get to the interview. This is Dalen Pena from Texas State Baseball. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to Scoring Around. I'm Jacob Rodriguez. You'll notice my humble co-host, Andrew Zimmel, is nowhere to be found. M.I.A. But luckily, thank God, I, I got one of the best baseball players at Texas State to fill in for me, uh, Dalen Pena, who's now a junior. Watch out. He put on like 15 pounds in the offseason. He's ready to go crazy this season uh, for Texas State. What I was talking to him about before we even started recording was just like my love of Corpus Christi. Obviously, that's where Dalen's from. He graduated from Veterans Memorial. And I think some of the best baseball players in the state come from like the Coastal Bend area. You think so, too? What do you think? South Texas baseball, yeah. I mean, shit. We got Jose Trevino going right now. We got Nick Lofton right now. Um, who else we got? Blake Mitchell, who just went top five picks. Hey, that guy's ridiculous. Oh, my gosh. Talk about it. Um, Blake Mitchell. We got 
So I could keep going. Um, we got Dustin Signs, another lefty who's still in the program. Um, so yeah, I could go on and on. But South Texas baseball. Not, I had never, I had never experienced anything like it. I was telling Dalen, you know, I, in my day job, I, um, I'm a TV producer and my last TV station was in Corpus and everybody knows like the levity of like high school football, like how big it is. I still don't think I'm using that word, right? Levity. I think that means like light. So the opposite of that, like the bigness of like high school football, but in Corpus Christi and that whole like surrounding area, like Freer, like Odom, like all those places, like baseball is everything it's nuts and um yeah so i got like firsthand experience like watching all that go down and like sinton cal allen when they play at whatever mm -hmm. field like it sells out faster yeah. than the hooks games when yeah. like one of the astros drop in it's crazy uh i'd never experienced anything like that and that's like really kind of like where my love of baseball kind of kicked in too like when did you start playing dalen so i started playing when i was two years old Two years old, didn't really get going to about three or four. But yeah, I'm, my love since I was two years old, so it's like a walk, really. Um, yeah, just started young and played every weekend you really think of. I think mean, that's a lot of South Texas kids and play every weekend, basically. Um, but yeah, just falling in love with the game, just playing as much as I could and, you know, having the support and having the guys and, you know, your friends and stuff like that just makes it really enjoyable. That's crazy. Yeah. So you guys this past weekend had the leadoff dinner, like sold a crazy amount of tickets. They think it was like announced that you guys sold another insane amount of tickets for season ticket holders and stuff like that too. Gearing up for a huge year, it seems like. Right. Um, like basically, like what are your expectations for yourself and like the overall ones for the team? Yeah. So, I mean, for the team, obviously we want to go out there and win. Um, and I think, I think, we're going to prepare and we have prepared, but I think, you know, the more we buy in together and the more we have bought in together, I think the easier it is for us to go out there and play. And I think overall this last month, two months, our chemistry and our bonds have gotten a lot closer than what we have been. So just be able to rely on that. I think that's really going to benefit, you know, going out and performing. And, you know, last year, I wouldn't say, we were not close, but the bonds and the relationships just weren't as, you know, tied or they didn't click as much as, you know, we probably should. So I think, you know, just having that to go on this year, I think that's really going to really, really going to help us, you know, just, you know, have fun and be able to be ourselves and just play the game that we all have been playing since we've been, you know, three or four years old. So, you know, I think just having that and then, um, you know, personal goals, just go out there and play, you know, not really promised too many years left of playing. So, you know, just be able to go out there and, you know, play at my best ability and have fun and, you know, just have my teammates to fall back on. I think that's really going to, you know, allow my game to, you know, develop a little bit more than what it has been. Let me let this guy saunter in here, Dale, before we continue. Yeah, my bad, guys. Uh, what I was, was talking to uh, Dalen about, too, is that I had noticed on the team roster that he bulked up this season. He put on like 15, 10 pounds. So. Jeez, what are you eating? A lot of Bobcat <laughs> tacos or what? A lot of chicken, a lot of Chipotle. <laughs> there you go. Probably probably yeah. better than what I'm eating. I put on like 10 to 15 pounds from last season, too. <laughs> I saw this guy, like this TikTok dude, who was saying that he went to Chipotle. You know, he's a, like a millionaire, a billionaire, something stupid like that. He's like a this like social media guy. So this guy's all have like tax free money. It feels like, 
but he was saying that he like went to Chipotle like 500 times over the course of like six months or something like that. Oh, I could do that for and sure. How, and how that was like more like cost effective than like just going to buy like, you know, groceries every week. <laughs> I thought that was crazy. No, no I, I've seen stuff like that before where it's like, oh, I shopped at like McDonald's or I went to the Costco and got like the hot dog and soda combo. And it's like, oh, it's more cost effective. Yeah, probably not for the long term. I think your liver and kidneys and colon are probably begging you to stop. Maybe not. Right. For the, maybe not for the common man, you know. <laughs> but not everybody's built like Dalen Pena. That's what I'm telling you, man. Coastal Ben made. Um Dalen, before we started talking about like preseason expectations, something else clicked in my head too about this season for you is that you told me that you're making the change from first base to outfield. What does right. that kind of look like for you? Uh, no, not not too bad. Um, I played a little bit of left throughout my high school years and my junior year a little bit, and then majority of my senior year. So, um, you know, being able to adapt has been pretty easy, not too bad. Uh, I think just the speed of the game has changed a little bit more, but I, mean, I think I've done decent well job of you know holding it down so I think it's not gonna be too bad just be able to catch and throw and just you know keep the ball in front of me will be I think main. I, I think moving from first base to outfield is easier and it probably says a lot more than moving from outfield to first base because that means you couldn't cut right. it in the outfield no yeah I agree I, I would for sure say that first has definitely been a little bit more challenging than playing outfield as of now this yeah. you know, time that I've been there but yeah it's both fun. They're both, you're going to get action. So it's being right. One, one of the first like squaring around certified memes we made was when uh, you made that crazy catch in the outfield or you like tracked down a ball and you're like, you tripped on like one of those gigantic mats. I don't know where you guys were playing, but it felt like, oh, it was a unsafe ballpark. Yeah. Yeah. ODU. Yeah. 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 You're right. It was a night game and you, you, you chased this ball all the way down and totally like sold out for it. Everybody was very concerned when yeah. you got up. The pitch, Tarkington lofts it to opposite field. This could be and a diving attempt. Did he hold on to the ball? Is that Pena off of the screen? They are going to call it out. Right, yeah, I felt it definitely after uh, Sunday day was. I felt it a little bit, but I'm all good now. It's part of the game. Just made a play and helped the pitcher out a little bit. It was unbelievable. I mean, I was right there because we were both going for it, and he caught it. Or he went down. I didn't even know he caught it at first. And he went down, and he rolled over, and the ball was in his glove, and I was like, oh. And then we called time, make sure he's all right, and he got up and came through, and then he ended up coming through for us in the 10th with an RBI. So, I mean, it was a really big play. Really, really good. Yeah, huge play. You never know what's going to happen after that, right, if he doesn't make the play. But, yeah, what a fearless play just running over there, and he didn't have any fear of the tarp or the wall. He was going to go make the play. And so, yeah, it was a really big play and a big moment. So, uh, glad, he, glad he made it, and even more glad he was okay. He's just a kid, and older than my son. But like, thankfully, you were able to walk away. What was that like? Nuts? It was good. It was against Old Dominion. Uh, I think it was a foul ball late in the game, and I just had to go make a Spider-Man play. And I, <laughs> Is that what you I caught it? Called Spider-Man play? <laughs> yeah, I caught it. I don't know how I caught it, but I remember Chase looking at Dalen. You good? Everything good? I got it, bro. He's like, oh, my gosh. That was it. It was insane. Um, they just kept replaying it over and over again on ESPN Plus. <laughs> yeah, I remember the that. Highlight of the season. Yeah, that was a good play. 
Well, I thought because that was that was like Spider Man. I was trying for a long time to get like for Cade Manning, Super Manning, but no. didn't really catch on like I thought it would. So, <laughs> you know, I was trying to go for like an Avengers thing. Right. Wasn't right, good. Right. Yeah, we got to get so, we got to find a good one for Chase. He needs he needs an Avenger. So did Jacob tell you about how much he hates Louisiana? The no, he hasn't. He hasn't. I, I actually despise that entire school. I hate that they call themselves Louisiana, even though they're still University of Louisiana at Lafayette. And <laughs> it, only that their athletics department is called Louisiana for some reason. And then we got trashed by them. You know, I don't have to tell you we've, about that. Yeah, we've. They I was going to ask what what is the rivalry in the conference for the baseball team that you like look you look forward to this season? Oh, Louisiana for sure. 100% then, huh? Okay. 100%. Is it built in bad blood? Is it because we're both in the West? Is it because of how last year ended? What 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 goes into that? Uh, I'd for sure say last year, the way it ended, and what was our last four games, five games, I think we've lost to them. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, just throwing in that number, it's not, it's not something you want to look at. So, you know, wins and losses, I think we maybe have one. No, no, we have – two against them in the three years that I've been here. Two wins and a lot more losses. So I definitely say getting back at them is something that I'm looking forward to this year, for sure. As I want to say last year, the regular season ended at Cajun Field, right? Right. I think I think you guys got swept by them, and then we lost twice in the SBC tournament to them because it's double elimination or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, the craziest game, though, at the SBC tournament, that one was just heartbreaking, the Louisiana game. The craziest game you guys played was against Georgia State with that pitcher, like, went to the outfield and then kept going. And he was like a one-man army for Georgia State. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The that guy was, was ridiculous. Yeah. Was like, holy shit. Oh, yeah. Now, they're going to be good, too. Georgia State's going to be good, too. Um, Yeah, they got a few guys returning, actually. So, it'll be another another team in the conference to watch out for. I was going to say, where do you put Texas State in the rankings for the conference right now? Would you say that we're number one? Do you feel like the most confident team coming in? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I have the most confident, you know, obviously any team I play for. But, I mean, it's going to be it's going to be a matchup. It's going to be, you know, it's going to go down to the wire, I think. But, I mean, if we come out and we play with confidence and, you know, the way we've been preparing ourselves, I think we'll be, I think we'll be just fine. How have you seen the Sunbelt Conference baseball just landscape change over the past couple of years? Because it feels like it's gotten a lot better and a lot more national yeah. recognition. Right. And and I mean, I think now with the Pac-12 out, I think we're for sure going to jump into that top five, power five conversation. So, I mean, just having that with the Sunbelt and, you know, you have Coastal, you have Southern Miss, you have, you know, us and Lafayette and you know, top 25 <laughs> teams in the country. So, I mean, you put that in and it's can't get any better. I I I don't want to like force uh disrespect here, but you know how everybody gets upset about the the horns down, and I think that Louisiana gets upset by people calling them Lafayette. I do notice that you and Jacob both will do it constantly. Like, what are they gonna do Jacob's to me? A, Jacob's a quote journalist, so you think he would get the name right? But like, I is it just a subconscious like a Freudian slip? I think there, it's just called Texas thing for real. <laughs> I think Got it is. It. Because I've called them Lafayette since growing up a little bit. So I remember yeah. writing for the newspaper in college and the SID would email us like, hey, you got this wrong. And I would still I would stand on business and like, no, that's <laughs> what your school is called. I'm not gonna first of all, this is my newspaper. I'm in charge. I'm gonna do whatever I want. Right. Yeah, I'm gonna write Steve Trout propaganda. That's all I did. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's tough. It's a tough uh, look. No, I just thought that was kind of funny. I had a little 
little Freudian slip there. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Is it a Freudian slip if you mean to do it? Do you? I don't know. I don't think no, a lot the, of people... that's the thing about the Freudian slip is because it's Freud, you know, so you're, sub, sub, you're subconsciously saying it, you know? So yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> There's some, some base level psychology for you. My bad. So what does the roster look like from last year to this year? Because I, I don't know if Jacob's already asked you that question or not, but it, yeah, it feels like we're bringing back a lot of the same dogs that we had last year. Right. Um. Yeah, I think we have 18 seniors maybe coming back, if I'm not mistaken. So, yeah, just the leadership's there. Um. And I think that's really the main thing. I and mean, we have leadership and we have people, you know, to look up to and talk to about, you know, certain situations of the game and, you know, just what they see. And I think learning from your teammates is, you know, a big factor in, in how you play individually. So, you know, just having that to, to look back on and, you know, the leadership, I think it's there. So who have you looked up to on this team? Um, You know, growing up my first two years or my first two years here was uh, always Jose Gonzalez, obviously. Um, But now, I mean, being one of the older guys, you know, technically, because I've been here three years a lot of the other guys the seniors now have been here for three years but uh Cade Manning I, lo- I love that guy that guy the way he plays you know his person you know, the way he is outside of baseball um the love he has for his teammates his family um Peyton Zabel is another great guy who's just something someone you look up to just as a person outside of baseball um you know we have we have quite a few guys who are like that and I think that's what makes this team special for real of like the young guys, who are you most excited to see? Like whether they're freshmen or maybe they're coming into their own as a sophomore. Well, yeah, you know the whole country knows Chase Mora, so then that that's a guy that everybody, like I said, the whole country is excited to watch. So you know Chase Mora, you got a uh, Ryan Farber, another freshman, crazy freshman. He got drafted by Detroit yeah. in the off season, but then chose to come to Texas State, right? That's a uh, the other one. Oh, I just went brain fart. Uh, I yeah, think anybody who gets drafted by Detroit would rather stay in South Texas. That's my <laughs> right. right, yeah. We got – oh, Ethan Ferris. That's there Ethan you go. Ferris. There you go. My bad. Yeah. He, you know, he's another good guy. Um, yeah, just we have we have a whole bunch. Uh, transfers, we have a few transfers coming in. Aaron Lugo. Um, yeah, I mean, we're just a whole a whole bunch of great guys. So, I think bringing them in is, uh, has allowed competition to develop a little bit more, you know. Guys aren't as comfortable, you know, just like we got somebody behind us, you've got someone pushing us. So now, you know, the development and, you know, everyone's, you know, up in their game a little bit more. So I was going to ask about that because, you know, college sports have just changed dramatically with the transfer right. portal and everything else like that. Have you felt the effects of that? Oh, for sure. A hundred percent. I mean, we're, we're deep three, four guys in, in each position. So, I mean, you really don't have time to necessarily, you know, have a, a bad week or a bad month or, you know, we got, you know, got guys right behind you who are pushing them. Well, with baseball being bit. such like a mental game, do you think that that like hurts? Like, Oh, I'm in a slump. Oh no. And then you like, you try like, you know, to press a little bit or cause you know, in other sports, okay. Hey, I got a guy on my tail, whatever. Like you can afford to have a game where you have two or three drops or you miss a couple right. shots, but in baseball, I don't know, man. Right. I mean, that's just part of the development game of, uh, of your mental, of your mental game and just how you carry that. And I think, you know, Trouty and you know the coaching staff has done a great job of, you know, putting that part, you know, into the game for us. And, you know, you can't 
not root for your teammates. I mean, your teammates are your teammates, they're your boys. So, I mean, you want the best for them. You want the best for yourself. And, you know, just having that thought of, you know, I, I want to get better, but making sure they're still getting better, you know, it's it helps, really. It really does. I had to stall for time. So I have a dumb question for you, Dalen. You're a Virgo, I think, right? I think so. I, how, yeah. how does how does astrology help you or not help you on the baseball field? Because baseball is like one of the most like superstitious sports there is. I got a better uh, dumb. I guess question. I guess by the way that you you asked you answered that you don't even think about it at all though. Oh no no not at all. But I am superstitious when it comes to baseball. Like okay, crazy. Like I'll you know, I have a bad game. I'll for sure switch my bat the next game. And three Ks, I'm switching my bat grip for new pair of batting gloves after the next day. So a little stuff like that for sure. Okay. I've been trying to get as many current and former athletes to shame Jacob for his Zin uh, pick. Uh, he's a three milligram guy. Well, actually, I just I actually just graduated to six MGs. Everybody, oh, I want the record to reflect that on my own podcast. Yeah, I, oh, I'm, a big, I'm, I'm a nicotine free guy. So wow, yeah, my, te- yeah, my teammates though, should they they'll, they'll get down with those. I'm like, proud well, of you. That's that's incredible. Good for you, man. Like, a lot of yeah. people do those like grind pouches now, like those coffee ones. I feel like that's yeah. kind of weird. But my coworker the other day threw one in his mouth, and I was like, "You dipping right now, bro?" And he was like, "No, it's coffee grounds." And I was like, "Oh, interesting." That's <laughs> nah, that's 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 some pussy shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's it's embarrassing. Like, uh, I it's am an alternative. It's trying to get people away from tobacco and nicotine, especially <laughs> tobacco products, because that that's the carcinogenic. Yeah, no, tobacco products, especially on the the tail end of Toby Keith passing away today. Um, from stomach cancer. No, I'm proud of you, man. The dare program oh. works. That just goes to show. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, you, you think this guy put on 15 pounds just hanging around all day? No, he was in the gym ready, ready to go. That's yeah. what I said. Well, we put on 15 pounds hanging out, so that makes sense. That's true. <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely gained more than the freshman 15, uh, just sitting around and hanging out. Um, oh, yeah. I was gonna ask you, Dalen, like into the off season, right? I, I was talking to you earlier. You were at the press conference with Coach Trout and uh, Tristan Dixon right at the end of the season. Uh, and I'll never forget the face that you made because it was just like stone cold, like ready to go. Uh, Tristan Dixon, the same thing. Um, like, what do you remember the most from like coming out of that tournament? Like just reloaded and ready or were you frustrated or what, what was that feeling like? Oh, well, I was absolutely frustrated. Um, just because we knew what we had as a team. Um, obviously, you know, we didn't get where we wanted to be in the tournament and for so, but, um, yeah, you know, I was ready to get back to it and ready to get back to work and ready to prove myself and a lot of people wrong this year. So just, you know, that was after, after that game, we obviously won. Um, so I was, you know, feeling good, but the day, the next day we lost. So it didn't really mean anything to me after that, um, but yeah, I was just getting ready to hit it again and get back after it was really as soon as we lost, really. But no, after the walk off, you know, I felt like thousand dollars, million dollars. So, but yeah, like Spider Man again. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, thanks for doing this interview, man. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go. <laughs> sure, absolutely. Awesome, man. Well, good luck on this. Else? Yeah, good luck on the season, man. Good luck, Thank man. You. Thank you. Thank you, guys. We'll keep in touch for sure. Yeah, man. We got to touch base again. Hopefully next yeah, yeah. time. Touch hopefully base next again. time we figure out a way that like maybe you're not going to practice and maybe like I'm not at work. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah.
It's the most wonderful time of the year. I'm talking about <laughs> baseball season, baby, because I'm pissed off still slightly at the football team. And I know some of our viewers may have that same sentiment. Get on the train, baby. What are you literally the train and in Bobcat Baseball Stadium, man? Yeah, <clears throat> yes. Slam Argus is back, baby. Baseball is just around the corner. I saw our favorite softball player talking about four days away um, till their season starts. So we are officially in balls and bats season. I'm very excited for it, Jacob. A deep tease for this podcast next week. We may just get the goat of goats jessica mullins and the goat of other goats sarah vanderford on this oh podcast. no kidding same time same that's day. huge oh so jessica doesn't want to do an interview alone with us anymore no i figured it was better that she bring a friend so she has yeah. somebody else to go toe-to-toe with you with so you know yeah i now i now live back in civilization before Especially I, was I have no idea what the fuck i'm talking about in softball as you guys yeah, well that's, that's true that, really last year that i was i literally had a book in my hands called softball for fucking dummies the <laughs> entire softball season that was that was embarrassing no um yeah so but i live in civilization now last year i made the the mm -hmm. faux pas i asked if she knew who zach bryan was and i got made fun of from everybody yep. so now this year i'm going to ask her her toby uh key thoughts Aww. and uh and see and see what she says that was one thing i wish we had talked to dalen about but because the interview was the way it kind of did well here, here's the thing well sort of i mean <laughs> but like uh zimmel was in a meeting right so i conducted most of the interview by myself and then he joined in and i was trying to fill him in and then Zimmel was just like, for once, quiet, actually. <laughs> it's like, whoa, what's going on? So I just kept carrying the interview because I'm such a Texas State baseball sycophant. And uh, yeah, shout out Dalen for, for joining us on that interview. It was amazing getting to watch him play. And, uh, you know, this kid hit his first Grand Slam on Texas when they were ranked number one. Uh, you know, now he's made the change from number 16 to number seven. Uh, he's made the change from first baseman to outfield. Uh, you know, he's going to be awesome. So I'm really excited to see what he does out there. Yeah, I, I really enjoy the fact that you have completely, like, engulfed yourself in baseball, that you and the baseball team both disrespect Lafayette um, to the mm -hmm. level that you do. I think You know that what? Maybe that's what it was the whole time. Maybe I was just, like, listening to Steve Trout, you know? Mm, but maybe. it does help that we got swept by them the last regular season uh conference games and then they beat the dog shit out of us in the SBC tournament and, and they hate us too yeah. you know and it's not easy to make fun of texas state you know you can make fun of texas state for a lot of reasons but the baseball team is not one of those reasons no it's not baseball team has been legit for a while even when they're bad they're okay you know what oh, i mean yeah. even, even, even last year which was kind of a failure towards the end still a really good season it's crazy that you admit that now. Um, I mean, because if the ultimate goal, right, is to make the NCAA tournament, they did not, you know? Is that the ultimate goal? Well, the ultimate, the ultimate goal is to win a College World Series. Uh, here's the thing. I have a hot college athletic take. I'm going to spit it out here. If the goal is to win a national championship in every sport, you're always going to be disappointed if you're Texas State. <laughs> Like, Perhaps. you will always be disappointed if you're Texas State. Like, are we going to uh, win an NCAA if, tournament in basketball? Uh, maybe not in 50 years, brother. 
that is maybe a very, not 150 years. Here's that is deal. a very hard contest the to goals, win. Technically, goals, we have been closer to winning the College World Series than any other thing. Okay, right? Maybe. Are you with me? Mm, with that one? Mm, how important? How important do you think the first responders bowl is? Like, if you were going to rank all the bowl games, how high is the first responders bowl? That would be my only rebuttal. You know me. I I spend a lot of time with my brother. He's anti-capitalist. Had the world not just been like, let's throw money at football, we probably would not have gotten a bowl 20 years ago. Okay. With the same season we had this year, or this past year. Okay, that's fair. So I'll say this. If the goal is to win a College World Series, then you're always going to be disappointed. But the goal is to win the conference. That's a very doable bar. The goal is to go to the NCAA tournament in baseball. That's a very doable doable bar softball in the same type of uh in in the same type of grouping like if the goal is to go to a super regionals potentially play in a college world series game then i think those are very doable um bars for these programs but the goal is to win the program like to win a championship in football and basketball you know a national championship that you're always going to go home disappointed so i have always looked at it as for basketball ncaa tournament appearance for baseball, NCAA tournament appearance. For softball, NCAA tournament appearance. And for football, to go to a bowl game. And to hopefully at some point win the conference. I think those are two. Those are achievable goals for a Texas state. Maybe. Now, if you go to a school like Ohio State or Michigan, let's just go. I'll do this. Minnesota for hockey. Hockey in Minnesota is huge. If they're not competing in like the Elite Eight of the men's hockey that's a failure for the hockey season. Does that make sense? Yeah. I guess so it's you. like, there's different levels to this. I, uh, maybe it's because like in football, there's so much like mercenary attitude now, like, Oh, we're going to hire the the best fucking quarterback in the country or try to, I guess, but take, take away TJ Finley from us last year. We do not go to the first responders bowl. We wouldn't even come close. Maybe we maybe are a five win team. I think. Mm. which is saying something willed us through four games at least you can put four games on his back that he got us this is a hot take so you say malik hornsbury is the starting quarterback from week one to the end of the season they're not a six-win team well okay because i think they nerfed my boy malik they never let him air it out you know we saw him play against coastal where he only threw the ball literally five times the entire game and they're all bubble screen out bullshit so yeah, maybe okay. I don't know. Well, we we shifted we shifted when we didn't need to, but yeah, okay. Yeah. I just wanted to get that on the record. But in baseball, that was what I'm bringing it back to baseball. They all feel like bobcats, you know. Like there's, you know, these this is all like mostly homegrown talent, and then like very highly touted transfers and some freshmen. Really excited to see some freshmen play. Uh, it's so really cool think- that Texas State gets all these diamonds in the rough. What do you think when Pena said that the he felt the effects of the transfer portal? What'd you think about like that answer that? Yeah, we're four deep at every position. I think that's pretty cool. But I mean, this is this has become a sleepy destination for baseball players, you know? Sleepy. That is that a good thing? That's a weird adjective to use. No, it's kind of like it's the opposite of San Antonio. I think Texas State should be a transfer portal destination. Okay, because like, I think like a- this should be like one of the top places to come, especially if you're a baseball player, because you have a shot, you know, like. What I mean, track and field, you're going to win the the conference every single year. Uh, football looks like we got a shot to do a lot of things this year. Uh, also create a lot of bad headlines sometimes. So, you know, 
Who knows? Hey, man, not every shot you take is a good shot. That's what we learned this year. Uh, okay, that's an interesting take. I like that. I think that you're right about that being like a destination um, location. That maybe, yeah, we should be. It doesn't make sense Maybe that you not. go to a Memphis. Maybe you go to a, I don't know, college station or somewhere else. And you want to come to a location that is a college town. You get like a real college, a college, real college experience, which is the weird part about the transfer portal. Because I've thought about this for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Transfer portal, you kind of think of it like a washing machine, right? You, you go in, you get rolled around, then you come back out somewhere else. Texas State, I always looked at as like a four-year spot for a lot of these people. That you come here, you fall in love, you spend your four years, then you go on to whatever's next. Whether you be... Mayo going to the NFL or whether it be Brian London selling mattresses, right? Like it's, you know, you, no matter what though, you're going to be here for four years. It was where my head was at. Transfer portal rules change. Now dudes are going two years in places and then coming to Texas state, which is kind of strange because I don't know if I like that. Cause it kind of makes like, nobody's leaving Texas state for the most part. Most of the time it's like they're staying here, mm-hmm. but does it make everything feel weird? There's Does a, it give it a junior college feel, like a two-year university? There's a lot of uh, movement, too, like across all sports, obviously. Uh, I talk about my cousin, Evan, all the time. He actually grew up playing baseball with Evan and uh, Chris uh, Bernal uh, from Mack High, this McAllen High School in the Valley. Um, so they all grew up playing baseball together. And I was talking to him about that like uh, when we were not recording and I was like, yeah, it's crazy because Evan was at Houston. Now he's at or he went to Navarro Junior College afterwards. Now he's at McNeese playing for the Cowboys over there. But what a journey, you know, uh, I was not an athlete. I got a full ride ROTC scholarship to Prairie View A&M. And the Marine was, Mar- Marines were like, you could go to Prairie View for two years and then we could send you to real A&M for the last two if you want. And I was like, I don't know if I want my college experience to be segmented like that, you know, like. I don't know if I want to wear like a suit and tie to class. Yeah, I don't know if I want to sign a contract to work for the government uh, right now, at least. I don't know. I was an 18 year old. So <laughs> in, Could hindsight, that... do you wish, in hindsight, do you wish you would have joined the military industrial complex? Dude, I think about what my life would be like. All The, the reason I didn't do it. You'd be married. You have a Dodge Charger. This is what happened. I uh, got into Texas State. I never heard back anything from the Marines or anything, right? And this is to obviously be like an officer in the military. And then like in June, the school called me, Prairie View A&M. And we're like, hey, we're so excited to have you. Congratulations on the scholarship. And I was like, what? <laughs> and I had already like set up my room and stuff at Texas State. Like the, the I, was, I had picked my orientation date. Like the ball was in motion. And I was like, what do you mean? They were like, you got the scholarship. Did anybody tell you? And I was like, no. You guys never showed up with a big check at my house, like Publishers Clearing House. Uh, so, yeah, that's why I'm a Bobcat, because the military was so slow to tell me that I won a full ride scholarship. And it was just easier. To... But do you regret it was the question. Do you wish that you would have joined the military, done your thing there? Well, here's the thing. For some reason, my senior year of high school, I was obsessed with documentary filmmaking. That's the whole reason I got into journalism. And um, I wanted to work for Vice or I wanted to work for like some alternative magazine type deal. And I had no experience. Didn't God, do you didn't do that. that. You yeah. missed that by this much. You and now, been baby, right now. I'm in local TV. Aren't the lights shining right now? That could have been so bad. You could have been unemployed. None okay. of those guys are employed anymore. 
No or way. they're, they're right. shills to the Saudi government. That's crazy. So, I mean, it worked out pretty good, I think. You could have had Saudi Jake. Saudi Jake, yep. That would wild. One of our our college newspaper associates, I don't think he was, yeah, I, that's why I said asso- associates, because I think he's my friend, not your friend. Uh, Chris Green, you remember that guy? The name rings a bell. But he is working in Saudi Arabia covering things over there. I don't know what oh, they- so he's dead. That's crazy. So he drives a Ferrari and he gets to. <laughs> well, who's he green. covered for? Al Jazeera? I have no idea. Uh, I'm not a liberty. Let to me say. tell you, if he's driving a Ferrari, it's probably he, the Saudi he government. Don't get this podcast over there. So. Yeah, I got a I got a wild story to tell we you. We don't about. have Saudi Arabia listed on our map for listeners either. So anybody in Saudi Arabia, put us on. Our, I'm pretty sure our podcast is banned in China oh. because you made it. You made it. Tenement Square joke in like episode four. ATP, yeah, yeah, I think so too. The CCP, yeah, because I was like, I, I legitimately was like, I wonder if like we can get like listeners in China. I've been trying to like reach out to people in Korea and Taiwan and stuff. And uh, see, they, now we just you just lost our chance because you acknowledge Taiwan as a place, yeah, exactly. Now I but, did it too, so and which I call it the Tenement Square joke. I think was, was it worth it? To lose out on a billion something subscribers. Here are the allies of squaring around right now. The United States, of course. Singapore, number two. <laughs> Thailand, New Zealand, Canada, Colombia, Nigeria, Mexico, and Japan. Let me get Hold on. Let me get this straight. Well, Japan makes sense. Let me get this straight. We have a friend who went to Brazil for extended amount of time. And extended the entire time she was there, she didn't listen to the podcast once. No squaring around streams at all. It's wild. Yeah. Can you believe that? This is what we talk about when we talk about good, good listeners, good subscribers. We talk about loyalty. Huh? <laughs> when you talk about loyalty. <laughs> yeah. Now you go to Brazil, you could have got those streaming numbers up. You could have given it to the people down there. Hey. Boots on the ground marketing for this podcast. Could you imagine if Texas State became the college of Brazil? That would be sick. Why not? They don't have college football. Yeah. The reason Singapore's numbers are up are... are because there's some gambling going on in Singapore. For sure. They're locked in. I don't blame them. Anyway, thank you to Dale and Pena for joining us again. Uh, this will not be the last baseball player we hear from. Uh, I, I told you guys last, or I told you guys in the intro, we are going to have uh, softball players on. So shout out Jessica. Shout out Sarah Vanderford. We'll see what we end up with next week. And then uh, obviously we got to talk to the man himself, the big tuna. Coach Trouty, and then uh, Coach Ricky Woodard, too, ahead of the softball this season. I'm already in the good graces of the softball team because I went to the softball dinner. Just saying. Did they recognize? Did they uh, say, like, hey, that's Jake I Rodriguez? did say hi to Coach Woodard. I was at Jessica's table. Did I say hi to Jessica? I was nervous. Um, <laughs> I was nervous. Clip this, clip this, and post it. This yeah. is the this is the social media clip. <laughs> you think so? <laughs> no, I, re- I had a clip last week for softball, and you know nobody cared that I had my pants off while Cat Osborne was in a car next to me. I, you know what? I will clip this on YouTube <laughs> and send it to Jessica. <laughs> I was sitting at her table, but I was a little nervous. Do you want to talk to her? Nervous. Jacob's scared of women. I don't blame him. I'm terrified of women right the now. The last one he had just broke his heart into a billion pieces. Yep. Shout out we Drake. Had to make, we had to make sure he didn't become a fucking incel. So we're, we're we're back on the light side. That's good. Mm-hmm. He's like Anakin Skywalker. There was always good in him. <laughs>
There was always good in him. That's why he comes back as a force ghost and he's young Anakin because that's the mm -hmm. idealized version of himself. So if I died right now in the Star Wars universe, I would come back as freshman year Jacob, you know, mm -hmm. sun in my eyes, ready to go. Six pack. Six pack. Rip that out of Yeah. Now you look like Poncho. Yeah. Hey, it's baseball season, so I got to have mustache on. Oh, we got to talk to the mustache himself, Jack Stroud, Texas State Baseball's. Uh, I thought that dude threw absolute fucking gas last year. And uh, he was just in like an awkward rotational spot. But now, without our pitchers. This is how I know you're a true baseball fan because only true baseball fans will make excuses for their pitchers. Yeah. 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 No, you're good. You're good. Because Dan Seed and I do this shit with the, the Red Sox and Yankees. Where Who's he'll be like, Yankees pitcher, so-and-so sucks. And I'll be like, mm, no, he doesn't. He actually is really good. He just gets put in weird spots. And that's you with a Texas State baseball rotation. Oh, you know, yeah. He's actually I mean, really you, good. He's you guys just, know I'm just an apologist for this team. Like, I oh, love yeah. this team so much. I think I say it on this podcast. Like, I love this team so much. I was looking for our roster so I could see, like, what, what our – what our pitching staff looks like this year. Because Chase Mora is like... Yeah, I was going to say, now we got Mora again. Yeah. Yeah, he's listed as a right-handed pitcher and an infielder. Which is insane. I cannot believe that Shohei Otani has changed the way the game is played this much. That we're going to have positional players again playing pitcher. Mm -hmm. We wow. got uh, Carson Keithley. Never seen him play. Cameron Bush, also very cool to have back. Matthew Tippy, haven't seen him play. Nicholas Hallbrook, haven't seen him play. Keller Eberly, Max Hamilton. Max Hamilton! Rhett McCafferty, that's a pretty good guy. Dylan Kerbo. Peyton Zabel, friend of the podcast. Shout out Peyton. Taylor Say. Dayton. What, was he just doing a fucking roll call? Colton Brown. I'm just seeing Tony Roby's back. Hey, oh, my boy. Young oh, Graham. Xavier Perez. Man, I wanted uh, Nathan Medrano to be so good last year, and he had a couple weird stumbles off the mound, and I don't know, didn't work out. Fascinating. It was a good team last year. Good team. Damn good team. That's why they were so pissed when they lost. <laughs> I would be too. Thanks for watching, everybody. <laughs> we ain't got no badges. We don't need no badges. I don't have to show you any stinking bashes. Better not come any closer. Thanks for listening. New episodes out every Thursday. Follow the boys on Twitter. Eat them up. Eat them up. Eat em up.